record this. All right, Erev Tov on Parashat Matot Mas'ei. We finally uh, align ourselves with Eretz Yisrael. Um, it's interesting that, uh, so I don't know if you saw that post of mine on, on, uh, on the one group I had, because Rabbi Lewin asked me about this, you know, what I thought about uh, why don't Chutzaretz uh, catch up to Eretz Yisrael. And, and I basically said to him, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a, almost a chutzpah. We, Babel, chutzaretz, invented the minag. We're the ones who came up with this minag of finishing Torah once a year and gave it all the structural details. And Eretz Israel was once every three years. Now Israel, Israel comes along and adopts chutzaretz minag and now starts to get us, to, starts to want us to catch up. It's our minag. I mean, you've got to, you know, we're just doing what we always did. Um, so, you know, why would you try and catch up to Eretz Israel? But at the same time, there are questions about why we don't we don't catch up and why we don't um, you know uh, catch up earlier. We could have doubled up for parashiot, etc. Anyway, there's a technical answer behind it. Um, but uh, either way, Eretz Yisrael do say, we do my tot say. So, all right, I was thinking of a uh, a topic to have a look at, and I thought that tonight being Rosh Chodesh Av, this is the yard site of Aaron Akoin. And uh, Aaron's uh, passing is is mentioned in our uh, in our sedra. So um, when you look at uh, when you look at the psukim, um, you see that um, Aaron Akoyan dies, and um, we have to now le- learn to to appreciate the nature of the personality. So the psukim in Pashat Masai tell us that. Uh, so we, you know, Amisol journeyed from Kadesh and encamped around Horahar, which was uh, the edge of, of the kingdom of Edom. And Aaron ascends the mountain, um, based on the instruction of Akosh Baruch Hu. And he dies there. Um, in the 40th year after Amishal left Mitzrayim, and it was uh, the first of the fifth month, which is Rosh Chodesh Av. And he happens to be 123, 123 years old. Okay, so this is the opportunity to to discuss um, the basic ideas of Aaron's personality. Now, some of uh, you know, some of us, um, some of the inyanim from the midrashim are well known about Aaron. But so we're going to try and point out, put it all together, try and point out a few interesting um, aspects of Aaron, Aaron Akoin's personality, his unbelievable midot, his leadership model, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, at first glance, Aaron suffers like many others do when they have great brothers. So here, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu is this giant of a figure. He's, uh, he's the greatest of all the Nevi'im. And, and therefore, anybody who's related to Moshe Rabbeinu um, sort of exists under his shadow. And, uh, and, and, the, and the same is true, for uh, I guess, for Aaron as well. There's nobody who could touch the level of Moshe Rabbeinu. So if you're part of the family, okay, you know, it's a great family, but Moshe Rabbeinu takes top spot. However, if you think about Aaron... 
and what makes him special is um, let's we can list a couple of the a couple of these ideas. Now, first and foremost, out of all the people, out of all the people that that made up Klalisrael, um, one of the, one of the biggest brokers that that everybody wants is is either longevity and continuity. You, you want to live a, a good long life and more more than live one. You want to have you want to have children and grandchildren and a family tree that goes on forever. And uh, and here, Aaron Akoyen is the only biblical personality that that I know of who um, his descendants are known to this day. In other words, all of us Kohanim um, can can essentially assume that we are literally, you know, bloodline, straight down the line, descendants of those people who eventually will take us to Aaron Akoyen himself. And, um, and, and I don't know any other, any other family that has, that has this kind of line, you know, this, uh, you know, which, which, which gives its uh, descendants, this kind of uh, Um Everybody who's a coin is assumed to be, okay, uh, you want a, a star yuchsin, which means that there's no suffering at all. But even Bechazoka, Chazoka is a tremendous thing. And, um, Either way, it's 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 something to think about that we've been able to. I don't know if there are any families in the world that actually have this, actually have this particular yichus or shevach where you can literally say that, you know, since the year two four four eight, um, you know, in the Jewish calendar, and you're now sitting at five seven eight two, that there is what there's a, a perfect line of descendancy going all the way back. To, to that particular time. So that is a, a mile of, of note that, of course, uh, Baruch was designed to be protected. And, um, and Kohanim, as a result of all the mitzvot and the isurim and the matanot that are given to them, uh, it helps keep the concept of the Kohen and Kedushat Kohen uh, alive. Um, okay, so this is, this is a, it's, Aaron Kohen is probably the, the child, you know, he's, his, his, his line is for sure like that. And, and we still have the tribe of Levi also, you know, has uh, something similar. Um, so, you know, you know the, the lineage of Levi as, as a child of Yaakov is also preserved as a kind of a mishcharet to the, to the Kohanim. Um, so these two, these two lines uh, of progeny are, 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 tremendous, are worth celebrating. But as but let's go into the actual uh, character, the midot of Aaron Akoyen, uh himself, and um, part of this is uh, is is based on uh, we can we can look at the Birkat Kohanim to see a little bit about what was being given to Aaron as the, as the brocha. The truth be told is that there seems to be evidence that Aaron Akoyen was the one who actually composed the nusach of the brocha of Birkat Kohanim, and thereafter Kosh Baruch Hu, endorsed it um and so aaron was the one who came up with it and so here the outstanding feature of aaron's brocha is that everything seems to be pointing towards the concept of of peace and uh it's well known uh hillel's observation of the midot of aaron or have shalom or dave shalom um You've got to like, you know, you've got to love peace and you've got to pursue peace. Um, you've got to be, 
This is the famous Mishnah in Pirkei in the first Perek of, uh, of Pirkei So essentially, Aaron Akoyan is known as the person who was pursued, the pursuer of Shalom. And therefore, it's possible to suggest that as a result of this characteristic of his, he became the conduit for the Brocha um, upon Am Yisrael, where uh, everything is pointing to the word Shalom as being one of the, you know, the major part of that particular uh, Brocha. And Shalom uh, implies a number of uh, ideas. Yeah, it's complete, or, or Shalom is peace. Um, there's, you know, the, it's, it's, it's devoid of, of, of jealousy, of any kind of ego, um, any personality that doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't look for the negative in other people. Uh, so this is the nature of of his uh, of of the midot of Aaron Akoy. And so now we look at to try and see what other midrashim uh, do we have or comments do we have with regard to to Aaron. So interesting is the comments of some of the rishonim when. Uh, when looking at the, the early Sukkim in uh, Sefer Shemot, Perek Dalet, and there they talk about Aaron, Aaron going out to meet, uh, to meet Moshe Rabbeinu. As you know, Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't enthusiastic about accepting the job of being the Goel Yisrael, and uh, appeals to Kosh Baruch Hu Vayomer, Biadoni Shlach, Nabiati Shlach. You know, and, um, you know, just send somebody else, send it you want. Eventually, Baruch as a result of this, you know, Baruch becomes angry, and he says, "Hello, Aaron, Achicha, Levi, Yadati, you know, I know about Aaron, your brother, and uh, you know, he he's going to be your, your spokesperson, and uh, he's going to come out to meet you, and he's going to not have one ounce of jealousy, you know, he's." Uh, He's going to he's going to be happy for you as uh, as the girl as the girl Israel, and then Akosh Baruch turns to Aaron and he says, Moshe Bara, and Aaron goes out and and he meets him Yishaklo, and they, they kiss each other, kissed him. Uh, so Moshe now fills Aaron in about the whole mission, what Akosh Baruch told him, and the two of them went together. To, uh, to represent the United Front in front of um, Ziknei B'nai Israel. And then Aaron takes up his position as by Liber Aaron, and um, he becomes the spokesperson. So, um, okay, this is, this is where we start to meet Aaron in terms of his tafkid uh, the, first, the first time. Um, so the Gemara, the Gemara in Megillah, the Gemara tells us that Aaron was a Aaron was the Aaron was the prophet. He was he was the Navi um, that was closer to Akosh Baruch Hu than any other person in Am Yisrael. He's known as Halevi, right? Uh, he was the known figure. He was the leader, even among the Zakanim um, in in Mitzrayim. So Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't there. Um, an older generation had died out. Uh, so during the time that, that Am Yisrael were enslaved in Mitzrayim and Moshe Rabbeinu was absent, um, essentially Aaron was the person who was the, the God of Lador over there. And, um, you know, when Akosh Baruch ordered Moshe Rabbeinu to, to take up the position as the Goel, 
Um, that's why Moshe Rabbeinu felt that, you know, Aaron, Aaron should take should take this position. Number one, he's older than Moshe Rabbeinu, and number two, he's been he's been the leader. He's he's been the person who's led Klal Yisrael for decades, and uh, and therefore that's why Moshe Rabbeinu was keen that Aaron would take on the the role, and he also understood that. Aaron Akoyan had the, the experience to deal with all the various people in, in, in Mitzrayim. And, um, and this is why he wanted Aaron to, to, take, to take the role. Moshe Rabbeinu himself had a problem, you know, the, the so-called speech impediment that he had. And, and, and therefore, um, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu wanted this, wanted this to happen. Uh, because you have this leader who's carried the burden for so many years and he hasn't been around and now all of a sudden he's going to come now and, uh, you know, and, uh, and take over. And so when Moshe Rabbeinu said, then, he, he, you know, the, the, the Torah Shabbat tells us that he, he was talking about, uh, he was talking about Aaron, Rashi brings this, and um, this, is, this, is what he want, this is what he wanted. So, Moshe Rabbeinu demonstrates anivut, modesty, by asking Akash Baruch Hu to give the, not take the role away from Aaron. Um, that's what he wanted. And by Akash Baruch Hu had, uh, had other plans. Um, at the same time, uh, Akash Baruch Hu knows that Aaron Akoyin's mida um, is of, of anivut is also on a tremendous level. And that he, he, he assures him that um, Aaron's going to accept Moshe Rabbeinu's leadership you know, with a with a with a pure heart, and uh, Aaron would be pleased that Akash Baruch had given it to 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 Moshe Rabbeinu, even though he was the younger brother and had been away for so long. This was this is what Akash Baruch saw uh, in in Aaron. So this is why uh, we understand that Akash Baruch speaks to Aaron at the at, in the initial encounter. Akash Baruch wants to show that uh, Aaron is not demeaned, and um, and and but 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 so this is the but but the idea behind it is that these two people would would work together because um, they had they had such genuine modesty and the humility uh, between them. So so um, this is this is basically the idea that none of them they all cared for the honor of each other, and as a result, this this partnership this partnership um, you know really really worked well. Now what's interesting is. Uh, as follows, there's a there's a chiddush of Rasul Vaychik, um, a couple of comments that he made about the nature of uh, of Aaron, and um, he uh, quotes a Gemara Masechet Kritut, where the Gemara comes along and and uh, and you know and quotes quotes a brighter, a brighter. and uh, they have a Gemara in Kritut of Hayamud Bet. The Gemara actually makes a comment. You know, on uh, on a on a Mishnah in uh, in in Pirkavot as well. Um, now, many of many of us know the song. You know, You know, this is a you know we all have different tunes to the particular song. Anyway, one of the one of the songs I learned this through the song more than I learned uh, as a kid more than I I learned it through the Pirkavot. So already as a kid, we were singing all these songs. We knew the words, but um, basically, it's a it's a it's a brighter, which uh, which says as follows: After the words, achim gam yachad, so the the words carry on and says, 
כשמש, כשמש יורד, הברכה Adolam. That's the, that's the Mishnah. Those people who say uh, the Mishnayot in Barchinashi and the Shiramalots um, after, on Mincha and Shabbos, they, they, they quote this piece. So, uh, you know, the Gemara brings this as a brighter, and it says as follows, that um, this, this, the, this, this precious oil um, which exists on you know, Yoreid al-Azakan, so there's this there's this um oil that sits on the head of of Aaron and runs down onto his beard Yoreidalazakan so um the bright the teachers uh an interesting makes a drosha on this particular metaphor uh that you've got this oil that's that starts on his head and it runs down the beard and then goes over his clothes um So the, the brightest says as follows, what does this mean? Uh, you know, Moshe um, Rabbeinu anointed Aaron with oil as the Kohen Gadol. And there were two drops of this oil that hung at the end of, at the end of Aaron's beard. And uh, compared, to, uh, compared to Margaliot, these two pearls, And they, they sat on Aaron's uh, beard. So Rav Kahana made a comment in this Brayta regarding the two drops of oil. So the Brayta teaches that when Aaron spoke to other people, so the drops of oil, these two drops, they, they, moved, they miraculously moved up. They, they uh, you know, When he would talk to other people, olot v'yoshvot b'karez kano, that these two drops of oil ascended. It was a nice that they should have drawn down. That they they ascended um, and uh, lodged in the in the, in his beard. And and regarding this particular matter, you know, the, the two drops of oil, Moshe Rabbeinu had a certain chashash. He was worried the fact that he said, you know, maybe uh, God forbid. I, uh, I committed Meila with this. Meila means I used it by mistake, illegally, um, with this anointing oil. And, uh, and a butt call came out and, and said as follows. Yatsta bat kol v'amra. No, 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 no. Ketal chermon sheyoreid al harayt siyon. Uh, this, this, you must, you must, Moshe Rabbeinu, you don't have to worry about uh, having committed Meila with this oil, but basically what it means is, is that um, this precious oil uh, upon that you anointed Aaron with and it ran down into the edge of his beard is like the dew of Hermon that, that runs down the mountains. Um, so it compares the oil to the drops of dew. 
And says the says the Gemara, Matal ein bo just as dew, there's no din of meila with regard to dew. Um, so, so too, the shemen that runs down Aaron's beard is the same. Af shemen Aaron ein bo So that was Moshe Rabbeinu was being calmed down by Kosh Baruch Hu. But Aaron was also worried about the nature of this oil. But what about me? And maybe also I had benefit from this oil, this kadosh oil. I wasn't allowed to have benefit from it, and therefore I would have violated the, the din of Meila. So the heavenly voice came out and said, No, you don't have to worry either. You know, so this was the this was the I got it. This was the the sort of the discussion over here. So um, just as Moshe didn't commit, commit meila, you didn't commit meila. You know, either. So this this is this Gemara. I said Pitut Tavhamut So now the question is, what does this mean? What is the metaphor over here in this in this Agarita? Uh, so the Rav suggested a number of interesting chidushim here. Number one, he says, one needs to appreciate that the destiny of Moshe and Aaron were intertwined, that functioned together in harmony. Um, and, we, and, and we see that they were, in a way, comparable. Their level of tzitkut was, compar- was, was comparable. But yet, they were in, in, in ways, they were very different. They, had, they, had, they focused on different midot, and their, their leadership models were different. And this is what the Torah tries to show as well. Um, and that is where Moshe, you know, this famous uh, comment when Moshe Rabbeinu dies, he's, he's mourned by a select group of people. People who could appreciate Moshe Rabbeinu, they, they're the ones who, who, who mourned him. Obviously, all of Klal Israel mourned him too. But uh, in principle, Aaron, Aaron's, the mourning for Aaron was, was much greater. Aaron was mourned by Kolbeit Israel. Every every man, woman, and woman. What was the difference? And so the Gomorrah tells us as follows, that um, that that uh, this is an agarata in the Avot Rabbi Natan. Rashi quotes it too. And we know this well as well, and that is that Aaron being a man of peace, his, uh, his approach to people was much more peaceful than Moshe Rabbeinu as the man of Musa. And so when Moshe Rabbeinu gave people uh, rebuke, tochacha, people were scared. And even though it was emet, it, was, it represented the truth, truth is scary. As Aaron never really rebuked anybody directly. He made, he made sure to try and give you the opportunity to come to recognize the problems on your own. He, he, would, uh, um, he would devise, but you know, uh, he, would, he, would, he would mediate between people, between between uh, a man and his wife, etc. And he would be, he would be able to quell any type of quarrel, and and this of course became his defining defining uh, level level of leadership. So the the, the Bichlau, they knew Moshe Rabbeinu's greatness, but the average person found it hard to appreciate Moshe Rabbeinu. Um, but 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 all of Kalishal could appreciate um, Aaron. You know, Aaron's, Aaron's greatness was appreciated by everybody. And so, therefore, this is why this, 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 uh, this 
a man of chesed, this man of of peace, you know, essentially everybody, everybody, everybody missed it. So this is the nature which is quite famous, we know this well. So yeah, the Rav wants to suggest as follows, and that is that when the Midrash comes along and tells us that there were two drops of oil that hung upon Aaron's beard like two pearls, and uh, you know, what, what what's it mean? Basically, it means that all the people respected Aaron as the Kohen Gadol. They all saw the oil which anointed he was anointed with. You know, that was the symbol of his leadership. Uh, you know, the kahuna and uh, and the kind of malchut that he had. And th this was the, they all saw this. Uh, and this is what the two drops of oil represented. You know, the kahuna and, and, a, and, and a kind of malchut. Um, and, and everybody could see it. Um, in Aaron, but only the, you had to be a unique person or great person to see two similar pearls in, in Moshe Rabbeinu's beard because he was the Avanavim, but it was harder to see, you know, this happen in Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, features than it was in, in, in Aaron. So the Gemara in Masechet Kritut is, has a homiletic over here that Aaron's, you know, that Aaron's popularity, um, you know, one sway. And, and as a result of that, he uh, he was always pursued by people. You know, people people allowed him no rest. They were always chasing him to to, to get him to to engage with them. Uh, as far as Moshe Rabbeinu is concerned, he wasn't appreciated by Talisal on on the same level. And even though Moshe Rabbeinu uh, was was at the head and he was the leader and he was the he was the Eved Hashem etc. and the Avanavim, but uh, but bottom line is. Uh, you know, the average person found it harder to, to interact with him. From Aaron's point of view, he asks himself, you know, how is it that Moshe Rabbeinu is so much greater than me, um, but yet I receive all this kind of, you know, fan mail, uh, the love and respect from Kali Shalwar, Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't get it, but he deserves it. And this is why Aaron was worried. He thought to himself, you know, maybe I sinned with the shaman. Aaron saying, you know, I, I was over Meila on the on the Shemen because maybe I carry the crown of Kuna. Do I do it properly? You know, maybe Moshe Rabbeinu is right. Maybe I've always got to like uh, fudge the MS and I've got to be, um, I chose to be Rodave Shalom. And therefore, maybe I was moil in this in the in the oil of of, of Moshe Rabbeinu, meaning that. That I, um, I made mistakes here. I made too many concessions for people. I treated people too leniently. And maybe it's because uh, deep down I wanted them to like me. And this is maybe what lies behind Aaron thinking to himself, you know, that uh, the only reason for my success is that I committed me'ila, which means, you know, with the oil of, with the oil of, of the, of the shaman amishka, of the anointing oil. Um, basically what he was saying through the through Rastolovetic's eyes was that 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 you know perhaps my popularity was um was an act of Mahila um because it came at the cost of diluting the MS and uh, and perhaps it uh, it offends the Kedusha of uh, of Kahuna and and, the, and as a result of Aaron thinking to himself that that this is true he he would be pogame the whole concept of Kahuna and um, and maybe says Aaron, maybe it's the, the better model is Moshe Rabbeinu's model. You know, 
Moshe Rabbeinu was uh, was not appreciated that much, but um, but at least he was MS. So uh, and 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 maybe if you are a leader who's unpopular or not that popular, people are a little bit maybe that's a true leader, and therefore Moshe Rabbeinu being known as the true, maybe that's the way to maybe that's the way to go. If I would have been completely honest, maybe people wouldn't have liked me as much uh, either. And this is this is what Rafalovacic reads into Aaron's uh, statement in the Agadita, where Aaron is basically saying, you know, um, he says Shema Moshe Rabbeinu didn't misuse the Shemana Mishra. Vani Maalti. Maybe I maybe I have misused it. And that's what Aaron was uh, you know was thinking about. And um so Akosh Baruch you know, Akosh Baruch then had to, um, had to, had to, had to calm him down and, and had to say to him, no, came a bat call and said, you know, you know, Aaron, don't be frightened, says the bat call. You know, you didn't compromise on anything. You know, your sifte your coin, the coin's lips, lips, you know, and which, you know, would, 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 would make sure that people did the right thing. And you didn't engage in any meila in any um, you know inappropriate behavior, and 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 the compliments that you showered people were good compliments. Um, you know your 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 pursuit of of shalom was l'shem shamayim, and and your success in winning the people's hearts was uh, was a gzayra mina shamayim. It was a it was a siyadi shmaya for you. It was your success that Hakadosh Baruch blessed you with, um, and it was no. It, it was it came from Shamayim no less than Moshe Rabbeinu's lack of it. You know, you didn't deviate from the right path in any way. You the coin got all and Malach Hashem, just as Moshe Rabbeinu didn't sin either in his level of leadership, neither did you. Both models were, ne- were necessary. That's how that's how the Rob interprets this this union of uh, of the Shemen Atovala Rosh, Zakan, Zakan Aaron. Uh, and and again, it's a it's a beautiful beautiful insight here yeah, that uh, this was something unique about Aaron's leadership, and it's uh, it's 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 uh, the the Rav encouraged Rabbonim to understand these two different models of of leadership, uh, and basically looking at Aaron's personality, where Aaron always has this fear that uh, that he sinned, that he gave in too much. To create shalom, so uh, you know if Aaron was worried about it, Kavachomer, people who are involved in acts of chesed in general, who are people who mediate, etc. You know you have to ask yourself uh, what's the right way to go with a with a kehila. Uh, now some some uh, kehilas want a rov to give them over the head like a Moshe Rabbeinu, and others want uh, somebody who's much more peaceful uh, like 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 Aaron. Um, but either way. Uh, a person, a rov, has to take a step back and say, you know, in either of these two areas, uh, you know, have have I fulfilled uh, my communal duties faithfully? And um, you have different approaches to how to how this how this works. You know, there's a I think it's a a, a sound bite that came from Rishol Salanta who spoke out this issue that um, you know if a rov is is too popular, it means he's not giving enough musa. You know, and if he's if he's if he's hated by everybody, that means he's doing a good job. 
So there's that as there's that as well. You know, you have to sort of balance it. Um, but uh, you know, this is in in a, in, a, in the case of a regular rov. This is what the Gemara says. The Gemara has in Masechet towards the end of Kufay. The Gemara quotes Abaya as saying, you know, Amar Abaya Hai Tzuba Mirabanan, Rabbinic Tamir Chachomim, who are the Merachamin Lei, who are liked by everybody um, of of the place in which he lives. You know, you have to ask yourself why why is it true? It might not be because he's got such a high drag of a character, but it's because he doesn't ever tell them doesn't ever tell them off. He's not So this is you, you see that uh, a balance is really needed over here. But um, you know, in Aaron's case, this is a unique butt call to have that uh, that yeah, you have somebody who's a peaceful person but never ever violated the Indian of MS over here, but on the way at least that it was meant to. If he did violate it, it was the shame shamayim to bring to bring a, a shalom. So this is uh, this is the takeover here um, that the Shemen Amishka, the representation of the, the consecration of oil, uh, one has to be a rov has to be or a leader has to be careful not to be not to not to violate meila of these two of, of the drops of oil, uh, the, the the drops of pearls that are so to speak suspended upon the rabbi's beard because in the end of the day they uh, the question is that. Where where do these the oil rests on the beard, but it doesn't it doesn't um, it doesn't become part of the person's body, um, and therefore the so-called kavod or the so-called um, popularity should remain external as opposed to become the reason for why you you do things. So this is this is uh, the understanding of why of why the, the, the drops of oil are um, you know on the on the beard as such. Um, so this is, you know, this is the kind of koyach that a person has to look for both in the model of Aaron and the model of Moshe Rabbeinu, that, um, that, the, that the nature of, of what these drops of oil represent, they should, in a sense, uh, you know, um, you, you've got to sort of absorb them in a way that they don't, they don't take over your personality and, and, and distort what's meant to be going on. So, uh, you know, you've got to be able to combine both both my daughter over here. So um, you've got to have some people who, who have a spark of MS, you know, and uh, are strong-minded individuals and people who are not interested in accolades and, and flattery or popularity, etc. And on the other hand, you've got to have people that are, um, you know, you've got, you've got to have people that are also kind and people that are sensitive and you somehow, you know, the leader has to absorb both of them as a kind of hybrid in order to really have the balance correct, but um, anyway, it's it's a very it's a very interesting mashal um, as to how to apply this to rabbinic leadership, you know, um, going forward, and not just rabbinic leadership, but any kind of uh, any kind any kind of leadership that these two pearls of oil, how what they represent, and how they should, uh, you know, the, how they should actually play themselves out. So this is. Uh, this is the Rob's take on this particular, um, this particular agarita. Um, it's, uh, it's also in, in the Mishnah that we read uh, of the Minchon Shabbos. Uh, some do anyway. So this is, uh, you know, Aaron Aaron Aaron's yard site. You know, this is um, 
this is something to contemplate and and uh, and, and and appreciate. All right, so I'm going to leave it there and uh, wish you a good Shabbos. And um, if we don't see you in Shul, we'll see you next week. Shkaya, Ross, thank you very much. Okay, take care. Thank you, as always. Thanks, Amelia. Cheers.